welcome again to tonight's episode of the study of the word as our custom always is we give all the praise to God for another beautiful evening together as we continue in our looking at the precious word of God. I want to welcome you all as you join in tonight um, for a fresh time with God. Thank God for Sunday's meeting and thank God for today's meeting again. I always um, I'm in great delight every time we come together study the word of God um, for God's word is our light uh, the Bible is our instruction manual and the Bible is our guide um, is a source of our hope and light so as we study continually we gain understanding we gain wisdom we gain instruction and direction from the Lord and so this evening we're going to take time again to peel through the layers of the truth of God's word and build up ourselves in God. Um, tonight, as we start, I'd like us to pray together. Father, again, we approach your word tonight with joy and with grace. Thank you because we are taught of you and great is our peace. You have declared, Lord, that our teacher will not be far from us. Lord, we know that you are a great teacher. As we look at your word tonight, teach us, O God. Shine your light upon your word. Grant us divine understanding. That we will to learn and know and apply your truth in our lives. For give you praise tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And somebody said, Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Um, it's an awesome um, evening. Um, it's quite um, clear tonight. Um, the rain has, has ceased for a while. And um, we thank God for His mercies today. We're going to be looking again at the Bible um, as we feast and draw from the from the beauty of the Word of God. We've been studying the book of Romans for a while and it's been a beautiful study thus far. And I know if you've been following from beginning till now, you would have learned a lot, like I myself have learned a lot in the course of the teachings. Um, you know, sometimes preachers also learn, if they're humble enough, from their sermons, particularly if they yield to the Spirit of God um, in the course of the preaching or teaching or exhortation or whatever the case may be as led by the Spirit. I've gained so much strength myself in, in the course of teaching through the book of Romans. So the book of Romans has, has tremendously blessed me um, and I know it has blessed you too. But we're not done yet with the book of Romans. We are in chapter 8 
and there are 16 chapters so we are just halfway and if by the halfway mark we've been this blessed then that means there's more for us and so we we've come to a point where there will be a little shift from the thoughts I mean, a little shift because like I said to us the book of Romans is a compendium of of certain teachings and doctrines that the Lord wants us to learn um, the parts after chapter 8 talks about you know an aspect of the understanding of the present suffering that the Christians will go through the present challenge and of course if you've been following our teachings by now you'll have known that the Bible says that if you suffer don't suffer as a thief or a criminal or a sinner but if you suffer it'll be for the sake of Christ Jesus said blessed are you when men persecute you um, when men speak evil things about you concerning me rejoice for great is your reward in heaven so we'll have known that by now that 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 when you serve Christ there is a consequence amen so we must prepare and know that so it's not strange to us Peter said Apostle Peter says count it nothing strange concerning the fiery trials which are about to try you as though some strange thing is happening so it means count it not strange when old friends um, don't clap for you in your new work prepare for it anticipate it and um, enjoy your new life hallelujah so we see the apostle paul will come to that realm and then will now be seen going forward the the place of Israel as a nation in the plan of God. The place of Israel as a nation in the plan of God. Now, as you're listening um, via Mixler and via Zoom, I also want you to follow the Bible um, 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 thought as, um, as uh, is being projected um, on the screen. It's helpful in this study. Um, helpful, helpful in this study. Um, so, uh, we want to see the place of Israel. What is the plan of God for the, for the nation of Israel in his agenda? And then we're going to be seeing from, that is, we're going to see that from chapters 9 to 11. Three chapters are actually dedicated to the place of Israel um, in the plan of God. And then chapter 12 um, and 13 and 14 we see the practical application. Wow. The practical application of the truth we've learned. How this word should impact us. How we should carry on our lives. Having known the things we've learned from chapters 1 through uh, 11. And then we're going to be seeing the encouragement from, from 15 or from 13, um, how we relate to the government, um, 14, um, brethren, 15 and 16, um, final greeting. So there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to unpack um, in the book of Romans. And every true believer should be excited to want to know, praise God. Uh, like me right now, I'm excited. I want to know the plan of God. I want to know what God expects of me. And that should be the delight of every believer as we grow. And no believer can ever outgrow the Bible. You can never finish the Bible. You can never outgrow. You can't have all the knowledge of the Bible. In fact, in your lifetime, until you die. Why is it that you can't read the Bible back to back or you can read it back to back and front to front? 
But it says to those who are saved, the word of the Lord, they are what? They are new every morning. His word is new. So the more you read it, the more you want to read it, the more you know, the more you want to know. So no true Christian will exalt and say, I'm done with Bible. I've, I've, I've had all the knowledge I want to. No, you can't. For the, for the Bible is like a deep ocean. The knowledge you can gain in 100 years is like, it's like, it's like taking a spoon of water from a mighty sea. There's yet more. There's yet more. And so we, we keep learning, we keep digging. And tonight I'm excited again as we, as, as we go on um, to see what God thinks, what God wants us to do, what is the will of God. So it's in Bible studies we know the will of God. And so, um, before I come to Romans chapter 8, where we are, and take up from verse 14, let me do a quick um, recap, just quick. Um, you know, in the book of Romans, from chapters 1 to 8, I can summarize the thought that we've been looking at, what, what I call or term the doctrine of grace, or the teaching of grace. Grace. Uh, remember um, um, what the Apostle Paul said in Acts, or rather the account of Luke, um, the the conflict between the believing Jews and the and the Gentiles in the in the Gentile world, as we found in Acts chapter fifteen. Remember in Acts eleven. We find that um, uh, in Acts 10, Peter went to the house of Colinius. He was fighting. He, he, he said, God, I will not go. God says, no, you, you have to go to the Gentiles, for I have prepared the gospel for the whole world. And thank God today, by the obedience, the gospel has gotten to you and I. Praise God. And But initially, the apostle Peter did not want to go. And God had to show him a, a vision by letting down a sheet from heaven and from the four points remember the story in Acts 10 when he came um, and was residing in, in the house of Simon the Tanner by the seaside uh, he came with certain disciples to encourage the believers uh, and then he had this vision and um, he, he had a voice telling Peter rise kill and eat he says no Lord I've never touched anything unclean and God told him never call what I've cleansed unclean and then the vision happened three times and the sheet was taken to heaven. Meanwhile, Cornelius had had an encounter with God's angel in a vision telling him to send to Joppa. Um, you find one called Simon in the house of Simon the Tanner by the seaside um, who will come and tell you what to do. That means there must be a telling forth. Hallelujah. There must be a telling. That's why nobody can just get saved from his mother's womb. It's only Jesus that was filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. Nobody gets saved without the gospel. Nobody. It must be preached to you. You must believe it. That is the pattern of God in our generation. And that's why we all have the ministry of word of reconciliation. It must be preached. How shall they believe? Or how, 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 how shall they call on him whom they've not heard? How shall they believe without the message? But how will the messengers go without being sent? Romans 10 from verse from verse from verse 12 to, to, to 15. And and, and 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 we are the messengers. The holy messengers of God, the holy emissaries of the kingdom. So when when the angels called the Colonials, he came. Now remember, Colonials was a good man. He, he, in fact, he gave arms, he did good to the Jews, but no arms giving, no philanthropic activity, no, no world contribution to world goodness can earn anyone heaven. That's the reason, you know, you know, you know, we, we must come to a point where we, we, we understand the full dimensions of God. No goodness, in fact, Every goodness of a man, everything the man thinks is righteous, are what 
are like filthy, dirty smelling rags before God. That means no one can end salvation by himself or by his deeds. By his deeds. Something that with, with, with much good works, but eventually God might accept them. No, God has made it clear to us that we might tell them that it's not by deeds. And the angel said, your, your, your deeds has come to God as a memorial, but it can't save you. So, but now God will send you a messenger. Tonight, I want to let someone know who's hearing me that you are a messenger to someone. You are someone's messenger. Please just know that. And don't fight the voice of God like Peter fought it. And tonight, the same way Peter succumbed by, by the men coming, I want you to yield to God by the way he heard it. My voice is like, it's like, it's like, it's like the voice of the angel or, 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 or the man that came to confirm that word with God has spoken to him. Today I'm confirming the word God has spoken to you. Act, rise up. And so when they came and knocked on the door, he said, we seek for one Simon. Now this is the gift of the spirit. Hallelujah. Accurate. And when Peter heard that word, he was he was moved to go. But he had to fall, he was he was very reluctant to go. You know, this it is for everyone to want to preach. At the point you feel reluctant, you you asking how would they respond? What would they say? Would they say I'm too I'm too overzealous? Would they say X Y Z? But a time must come in your life when you must break loose from that that shackle. And Peter went to the house of Colossians in Acts 10. We know the story. He preached to him. And while he yet spake, the Holy Ghost fell. The Holy Ghost filled them up. And they were filled and they began to speak in other tongues and magnified and praised God. The thing he thought would be difficult, God had already gone ahead of him. For everyone, the Lord is leading you to. I want to assure you tonight, folks. The Lord has gone ahead of you. Be bold, be strong, for the Spirit of the Lord rests mightily on you. And so, there was a controversy um, that Peter had to resolve because when he came back to Jerusalem, they accused him. Now, how come you went to the Gentiles? You are the leader of, of, of the church. We're not supposed to go. But they forgotten the words of the Lord Jesus in Mark 16, 15. Go ye therefore to the whole world and preach the gospel. Matthew 28 from verse 18. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Starting from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria and to the ends of the earth. They forgot the, the, the words of the Lord that, that this word is not meant to be with the Jews alone. It has a place with the Gentiles. They forgot. They thought it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a Jewish faith alone. But Jesus told them over and over again. And so they accused Peter. And Peter explained to them that actually I didn't go alone. I was in 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 Joppa with 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 some brethren while somebody came from Colonius and they were with me and I went with them and, and while I was preaching to them the Holy Ghost fell on them like he came on us. Who am I to stop him? Hallelujah. So the same Holy Spirit that was on the apostles, that came on the apostles, that saved them, that came. It's the same Holy Spirit that is working in the world today and is working in you. So as a man tonight. And we see that controversy did not abate. And then and, and, and in Acts 15 again, they had to call for a council. Acts 15 verse 1. The Bible says, And certain brethren came and said, Unless a man follows the laws prescribed by Moses, he cannot be saved. So we find a, a little problem in the early church. Thank God it was resolved so that the gospel can come to us in accuracy. And so that question was resolved. 
And this is what the apostle based the teachings on um, in the early part of Romans that we'll be studying. You know, and this is important as we go on this study that the account of redemption is important. So we don't we don't raise the, the bar so high that no one can enter. It's by grace. And that's the gospel or the message that Apostle Paul was laying in the in the early part of the Roman treaty. You know, in Romans chapter 3, if you turn with me there tonight in your Bible, Romans 3 verses 27 and 28, the Apostle Paul was saying there, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, where is boasting then? When he talked in verse 25 about the saving by faith in the blood. You know, he was referring to the activity in, in, in the Old Testament that men were saved by the blood of Jesus. So if it's by the blood of the animal and the blood of Christ that men are saved, then why is boasting? So salvation is where it's on, on the basis of faith in the blood. And if that's the foundation of salvation, then there is no boasting. Hallelujah. There's no, there's no pride. It, there's no, it's my work. No, it's, it's, it's the grace, it's the absolute grace of God left to you. You cannot, you could not save yourself and you cannot ever be saved. Where is boasting then? It's excluded. By what law? The, 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 the law of works? It says no. By the law of faith. So the believer works by a law, which is called the law of what? Is the law of faith. The law of faith. That means for us to really truly live, we must operate the law of faith in every area of our lives. Galatians 2.20 Apostle Paul wrote, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I that live it, but Christ that lives in me. For the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who, who loved me and gave himself for me. Our Lord speaking in Mark eleven twenty, 20, say, have faith in God. For if you can have faith as small as mustard seed, we operate now by the law of trust. Faith means trust God, that what he has said is also able to do it and keep you in his love. You must learn to trust God daily. We operate now by the law of faith, not works. Hallelujah. Verse 28, now nailed the whole thing. He said, we therefore now conclude. You see the word there? When God concludes, it's concluded. Find out. Glory to God. We therefore conclude that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by what? By the hearing of faith. So we see there the conclusion. So it's clear. So there's no there's no going back. I I, I don't care who preached anything. Even letting wear, wear wear polo or collar or cap or or hat, whatever, whatever title they come with. It is concluded, except, except, except you preach another gospel. It's concluded. A man is not justified. So don't seek justification by works. Don't think that, ah, I can't be saved because my sin is plenty. I've, I've, I'm, I drink too much. I humanize too much. I do this too much. I can't be saved. No, you are not saved by how much you are able to do. You are only saved by the grace of God. Therefore, don't look at your works. Look at the grace of God and yield yourself to Christ. Hallelujah. When you yield to him, he gives you power to live above sin. So amen tonight. So we see that there, that is a teaching of grace. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. He said, For if by one man's offense death reign by one man, much more those who have received what? 
abundance of grace, 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 grace. Hallelujah. For everyone who is born again has received grace in sufficient form. Ephesians 2 verse 8, for by, for by grace are you saved through faith. It is not of yourself, it is not of works, lest any man should boast. It is the gift of God. For you are his workmanship, made in Christ Jesus unto good works, which are ordained for you for the world began. So we see faith coming to play here. And we see grace. And so the apostle is, is establishing this so that, so that nobody preaches salvation by works. Is based on the grace predicated on the blood, and this is the the, the thrust we, 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 that, that we see from from chapter one and verse sixteen, and this comes actually through the law of of of, of preaching the gospel, and we see the apostle Paul writing in 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 in, in chapter one from verse eighteen that that the consequence of rejecting Jesus is God's eternal wrath. And everyone who has received him has escaped from the wrath to come. Salvation is on the basis of the grace of God alone. And when we come to Christ, the old has gone, the new has come. And that grace has actually strengthened us to live above sin. We see that in Romans chapter 6 from verse 1. It says, shall we continue in sin that grace abound? God forbid. So grace is not an excuse for sin. Grace is no license. Hallelujah. And the knowledge of the freedom from sin puts us above the, the remaining traces of the sin nature. You know, sometimes... When someone is sick and is and 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 is use, he uses maybe he has malaria and uses, uses malaria drug, you know, after treatment they will, they will test to see if there's still traces, you know. Sometimes they, so the traces if they find it there they will do what they will they will they, they, they will flush it out, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. When we get born again, that knowledge of 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 the power of God that that gives us victory over sin, you know, eliminates the traces. And we don't go back sinning again. Romans 6.16 says, No, you not. But to whomsoever you hear your servants obey, the servants hear. See, you can, you have been empowered to overcome sin. You see, this teacher has so blessed me. You see, when you sit down and Satan whispers to you to sin, you have a choice. I'm telling you the truth. You see, before you, you see, the reason you fall is because you think you have choice. You think you are weak. The moment you, it makes you feel you are weak to sin, you become vulnerable. No, you are not weak to sin. You can, you can decide. Hallelujah. In Matthew 4, Luke 4, when it came to Jesus to tempt him, Jesus decided. See, Satan can never force you. If you yield, you failed. So if he tells you, go and fornicate, you tell him, no, I won't. You can tell him, I'm sorry, no, I won't. And the knowledge that you have the power, because see, and the reason you say no is because a time will come when that thing will be what is legal for you to do. Bible says, and Jesus, who for the joy that was what that was set before him, endured the cross and despised the shame. For everything Satan lures you to do to sin, there's a time when you have the full grace of God over those things. For instance, fornication. No, the time will come when it will be legal when you are married. So everything he wants to, to do against God, God has a, a legal provision for it. He wants you to do something that you rightly do before it's time. So tell him, no, I will wait by the grace of God. Hallelujah, church tonight. There is zero, zero tolerance for sin in the New Testament. There is zero tolerance for sin in the New Testament. Say, so know ye not that to whomsoever you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are of sin unto death, 
of righteousness unto life. And he who has the seed of God in him live above sin. And live to praise his God. And um, Paul establishing this truth because this is this is very germane for us in the in the world in which we are now. Because we are the light of the world, we are the soul of the earth, and we are the ambassadors for Christ. We live like Christ's word and Christ said in our world. Now, Paul, having established these beautiful facts, comes to a very lofty and and um, you know I'm, I'm, I was just I was just elated when I was reading this, and I want us to come to turn with me in your Bibles to Romans chapter eight. Um, let's read together, verse um, fourteen. As I read verse 14, you know, one of the things that me, he said, he said in Romans, he said, he said, he said, he said, when you were in sin, you had no obligation to righteousness. But now that you are in righteousness, have no obligation also toward to sin. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not an idea to contemplate with is 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 reversal. I love that. The wrong way around. That's why Satan tempted me, eh? Amen. I'm praying that you come to a point where you will sit down and whip Satan blue black without, without standing up by gaining victory over sin. You look at the cigarette, you look at it and throw it away and trash it. Tell it I'm above this number, the grace of God. I'm dead. You look at alcohol, you look at the Hennessy and the and the what's that one called? That white one. And the smell of and the and the off smell and all 10% to 15% to 30% to 100% oh look at it and trash it no you can't hallelujah you 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 are you are above it you are dead to sin you are dead to it when you know that it's victory amen tonight hallelujah romans 14 romans 8 14 it says for as many as are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. That means now the Lord leads his people. The Lord leads his people. And, and as a Christian, as you keep growing in the faith, the Lord begins to lead you. And this is a sign. This is how you know that, that you, are, you are destined for eternal life when the Spirit of God continually leads you in righteousness. And how does he lead you? He leads you by his word, primarily. The psalmist said in Psalm 119, you can talk with me your Bibles tonight. So if you ask him, Pastor, how does the Spirit of God lead me? Will I hear a voice? Yeah, you hear a voice, but the voice is not the first way by which it leads you. Mm. You master this other one before you know whose voice actually is speaking to you because there are many voices today in the earth, including the human voice. Psalm 119, tell me about that with me tonight, everybody. Let's see together. How does it lead us? Psalm 119. Let's read together. Verse 133. Uh, maybe we'll read two, two verses there. Let's read verse 130 and 133. The entrance of thy words. You see? You enjoy the leading of God when you start reading the Bible. I'm telling the truth. I've seen that. For no believer can truly claim to be led by the Spirit without being a person of the Word. So don't be led by, mm, 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 have you on me? Have you on me? Ah, on me, on me. No, 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 no. First, the way God leads you primarily is by the Word. Every other thing that comes by prophecy must be in confirmation with what you've read in the word of God. Now, no, no place in the Bible can God tell you to divorce your wife and marry another because your wife, your, um, uh, uh, because you found another beautiful girl in church. But you do you know that a prophet who is, whose mind is corrupt can prophesy somebody else to you in church? Mm -hmm. And once is once is the prophet, you think is right. But you see, how do you know that that person is right? You check scripture. 
Is there provision for that prophecy in scripture? Does that word align with God's word? So the primary way of prophecy that you can always rely on is the word of God. That's the reason you must pay attention. For God's word is our guide. God's word is our help. The entrance of thy words giveth what? Light. Someone say light. That means it's only by light that you see. And this word, Bible says, is full of what? Darkness. Arise and shine. I mean, as I said, for thy light has come. What light? The light of Christ and the glory of God has come upon you. He said, darkness will cover the earth. Folks, there is darkness in the earth today. The earth is dark. The earth is wicked. But he brings light. So, so how, 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 how do we get light? By the word. And it brings understanding to the simple. In fact, Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Do you see that? For as many as are led by the word, by the spirit, they are the sons of God. So, so, so for everyone who is born again, there must be a natural attraction, a natural drawing to the word. I say that again. Everyone who is saved will have a natural longing for the word. For, for blessed are those who hunger and what? And thirst for righteousness. For they shall be filled. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There are many people in the world today that want to be filled, but they can't be filled. The things that they are using to fill themselves actually making them more empty. It's only God's word that fills us. Verse 103 says, Order my steps in what? In thine word. And let not iniquity have dominion over me. So as many as are led by the Spirit of God simply means as many as yield themselves to the study of the Word. That's why the most difficult thing to do on earth is studying the Bible. But guess what? Like, like, like we say in church, like the like man always say, read one verse per day. Let me tell you why this is important that the, the best step to learn to love the Bible is to read it in piecemeal, one verse per day. You know, <laughs> Bible says, taste and see the Lord is good. He said, when I ate God's word, he said, it, 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 it became like honey in my, in my mouth and in my stomach. You know, somebody gave me, I was not used to eating um, cashew nut. Someone, someone gave me a bottle of cashew nut and I ate it. Ah! I just stopped it. You see, really, I didn't... After the bottle finished, I began to buy... Really, I began to buy literally cashew nut almost every two days. And each bottle is 3K. And after one week or two weeks, I had to bore myself brain. I said, you can't continue every two days. Because see, it's not really designed. And you see, the taste of cashew nut would not have been there if I didn't taste its abomination. That's how sin even is. The moment you taste sin, it becomes sweet. So anything you taste and becomes good to you, you continue in it. So if, if that's the process of attraction, then start on the word. You will see that one verse will lead to two verses, three verses, one chapter, two chapters, three chapters, one book, two books, three books, and to the point there, because you get to the point where there's no return. I had to intentionally caution myself in that. But nobody can intentionally stop yourself on the word. The word of God is what you, 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 you lose sail on and live on. We live on it. The sign, folks, you know, you know. So when you feel that hunger for the word of God, don't, don't, um, don't stifle it. Just pick your Bible, pick your phone. You have phones, you have Bibles, you have, you have, you have, you have, you have, you have, you have every means of staying in the word. The word is our anchor. The word is what keeps you in the faith. The word is what keeps you going. For that's how this Holy Spirit leads you. 
Isn't that interesting? For ye have not received, verse 15, the spirit of bondage again to fear. The spirit of the world brings fear. Amen. Satan's evil spirit brings fear. And that's why, that's why there's so much chaos and so much, so much sickness. Do you know that fear actually brings sickness? People that live in constant and perpetual anxiety and fear predispose themselves to what? To, to internal ailments. Because, 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 because their nerve sends wrong chemical signals and there's commotion in the system. So don't live in fear, praise God. For the Holy Ghost now is the spirit of what? Of boldness. So we don't have to be afraid anymore. Afraid of the future. Afraid of tomorrow. Afraid of the next day. No. For the spirit that we received is not of bondage to fear. One of the potential tools of Satan is what? Fear. You know, I've already said that the fuel of terrorism is fear. And they use media to. So when you see, when you keep hearing stories of terror every day, you think that it's close to you and it fuels them. And, 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 and but now the spirit that we have as Christians. It's sort of fear. So that means you don't have to be afraid anymore. Don't be afraid of darkness, afraid of, of, of the night, afraid of cats, afraid of, of, of cockroach, afraid of, of snake, afraid of rats, afraid of, 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 of anything. Praise God. No, don't be afraid. Contact a rat killer, supply and kill every rat, kill every cat, kill every mosquito. Amen. There are people that cannot see. War gecko. They say spirit. It's called war gecko. It's war lizard. Probably your head not be afraid of war gecko. Hallelujah. The believer is in authority. You are covered by the word of God. The, wow. The spirit of God is God. For we have not received the spirit of of born again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption wherein we cry, Abba Father. Now God is Father. So the Father. So the Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is our Father. We know Him personally now. There's a, there's a connection. Wow. For the Spirit Himself. Bears witness with our spirit. That's why you will always know there's a signal in your spirit. You will know in your heart. Something tells you in your spirit. Because, because, because the connection of God with you is in your spirit. And it tells you you are a child of God. He bears a witness. And how do you know the witness is true? Because you love the Lord. You love his word. And you love God's people. That's how you know that witness is true. Now this is important here. Verse 17 says, or 16 says, the spirit, himself, you your spirit that we are what? We are God's children. We are God's children. Hallelujah. Uh, this is so important. Yeah, for everyone saved by grace is no longer of himself, is now a child of God. Why? The seed of God, the, 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 the life, the nature of God, yeah, is being transferred to you. The, the authority that the name of God carries, you bear in that authority, the, the boldness, the, the, the hope, the life, the faith, the confidence and the assurance inherent in God also is being transferred to you. Hallelujah. This is a source of our confidence and our joy because we know that we are children of God. Ooh, hallelujah. Children of God. Children of God. Uh -huh. 
We are children of God. We are children of God. We are offsprings of Him. That's why everyone that knows you don't you don't look down on any child of God. Husbands don't treat your wives as nothing. They are they are God's children. Wife, don't treat your husband shabbily. He's he's, he's a child of God. The boss, don't treat your 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 your, your staff with with disdain. Especially uh, if he's a Christian, he's a child of God. And even if he's a Christian, he's made also in the image and what the letters of God. Now, no one should treat anyone less than who they ought to be. Black is not inferior to white. White is is, is not inferior to black. Now. I would say white is not is, is not superior. No, no, no. I would say what black is not inferior. I mean white is not inferior to black. Neither is black inferior to white. You know, in the world you say that black is not inferior to white, white is not superior to black. No, both of them are not inferior to each other. For in Christ Jesus there's neither bond nor free, rich or poor, black or white, male or female. We are all one in Christ Jesus. We are children of God. We are God's children by the Holy Ghost. Someone say amen tonight. Hallelujah. That's who you are. You're not inferior to anyone. Respect everyone, but don't be in subject or in bondage to anyone. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter, chapter 4 and verse, verse 12. He says, he says, Timothy son, he said, he said, he said, he said, let no man despise that youth. Let no man despise you because you are young. But be thou an example, praise God, of believers. Be an example wherever you go in world, in deed, in purity, in, 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 in love, in everything. Be an example of the believer. Let no one look down on you and you also don't look down on yourself. Why? You are a child of God. Let nothing external define you, but let everything around you be defined by the nature of God you carry. And it goes on to say in verse 17, And if children, you see that? Wow. That word, and, and if children, he's, 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 he's confirming what they're saying, he's saying. And, 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 and he's saying, as a consequence of your being a child of God, then, hairs. Wow. You know what hairs means? Hairs is the one that inherits. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo. God says in his word, it says, a good father will leave an inheritance for his children's children. If that is what an earthly father should do, then God has left for us an inheritance for for us, praise God, in himself. You know what I said in John 14, verse 1? He says, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God as your father. Believe also in me. He said, for in my father's house, there were, there were many spaces. If it weren't so, I would have told you. But now, I'm going to prepare a place for you. So that where I am, you may be also. That, that's why for believers, death is not the end for us. Death actually is the beginning of new life. We are going to a city where there's no pain, no more sickness, no, no more, no more sorrow, no more bug, no more, no more infection, no more, no more, no more cells dying, no more cells generating. Hallelujah! For even if men are raised back to life, they will still die again, not really, because that's the consequence of this world and in nature. But everyone that that is a child of God has a hope in himself. Hallelujah! And they that have this hope constantly purifies themselves. And if children then hears, hears of God. You see, he went on to qualify who, 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 who our benefactor is. Amen. Hears of God. So people say, I'm a heir of God. Say, I'm a heir of God. You see, I say, I'm a heir of God. And if I'm a heir of God, then I possess all that God has said I can possess. Amen. My health is strong. My provision is here. I'm, 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 I'm being helped of God. I'm being guided by God in the name of Jesus. I'm a heir of God, folks. You are. Glory to God. You are a heir of God. Tell Satan that. Let that enter your heart tonight. You are a heir of God. 
I'm the heir of God. You see, and this and this and this inheritance transcends this earth. For everything on this earth one day will be dissolved. For true riches, true riches is not of this earth. But God has given you power and strength to make things, to make money, to make to make wealth on this earth, to sustain yourself, help others, and be a blessing to his church. But that is not true riches. I love that. Then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs in Christ. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes the reason um, you are afraid is because you don't know what Christ inherits. Praise God. Let me tell you what he inherits. Christ actually inherits nothing. Christ owns everything. Hallelujah. Hebrews 1 from verse 1. Let me show you what you are inheriting in Christ Jesus. Hebrews 1 from verse 1. Bible says from verse 1 of Hebrews 1. It says, it says, yeah. It says, yeah. It says, it says, it says God who at, at so many times and in and diverse manners spake in time past. Now, this is God's word to you. And this word is eternally true for those who are born again and saved. It says, spake to the fathers, through the prophets, had in this last day spoken to us by his son, whom he has what? Appointed heirs of all things. See that word? Heirs of all things. And, and by whom also he made the whole world. Hallelujah. Jesus made the whole world. And if it's a her, or if we are joining heads with him, it means everything he has made, we have, we have a part in it. Glory to God. We have a part in it. That means, that means nothing on this earth should trip us off. The whole of Dubai makes no sense to, to the provisions of God. The whole of New York makes nonsense to the provision of God. The whole of Lagos and Abuja makes nonsense. The whole world put together is not up to a strand of the inheritance we have in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let Satan use nothing on the earth to entice you to death. Amen tonight. Amen. 